Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. So wait, let me get this gay. You're trying to tell me that you two are together, a couple, and you don't have sex with anybody else. Like just one another, nobody else. Like not even once? Wait, do you guys play together with others, like just together? No? Wow! Wow, you, I'm, I'm shocked. You guys should be studied. The year was 2010. I don't even think I'd been out of the closet for even a year yet up to this point, and I was still really trying to figure out who I was myself as a gay man and maneuvering through gay sex apps, all of it, and just not really knowing what was next. And as we all know, when you're first introduced to the gay world, Grindr is just one of those slippery slopes that you just find yourself suddenly hopping from dick after dick after dick after dick. And sometimes you sit back and wonder, will I ever find a boyfriend one day? But right before I actually did find my first boyfriend in this Sacramento time frame, I stumbled upon a random hookup on Grindr. And truth be told, I don't even know what his real first name was. I think when I talked about him to my friends, I referenced him as Mr. Good Fuck. And I called him that because he really was one of the best fucks up to that moment in my life that I had ever had. And I think the reason why I was so into him was because, well, I couldn't have him because he was in a relationship. And this was the first time in my life that I had ever experienced any gay that claimed to have an open relationship. You guys, I couldn't even get my own monogamous relationship in this time frame. So the idea and just thinking about what it was to be in an open relationship just blew my fucking mind. And I remember going like back and forth with him, asking him questions, and he really just would answer them very candidly. And I sat back and wondered what it must be like to be with a guy, have a partner, and know that you can just go fuck whoever the fuck you want. And what, what was it like? What were the ins and outs? What were the rules? How did it work? Did he talk about it to you? Did you talk about it to him? I was so fucking curious. I just needed to know more. But I'll never forget because honestly, 
he almost always just came over to my place at this time. And one day I hit up this other random guy on Grindr, went over to his house to fuck. And as I put all of my clothes on after we had mind-blowing sex and began to walk towards the door, I looked down on his end table right by the front entrance and noticed a picture in a frame that just so happened to be this guy that I just fucked standing in a very cozy and comfy position with none other than Mr. Goodfuck. It turns out that I had actually just fucked Mr. Goodfuck's boyfriend unbeknownst to me. And I remember walking out of that house that day, like thinking to myself, what are the fucking odds out of all the guys that I would hook up in Sacramento? How would I somehow stumble upon the two guys that were the only two guys that up to this moment I had met that were in an open relationship. And when I got in my car, I remember seeing a text on my phone from Mr. Goodfuck asking me if I was home and he could come over. And well, you know, the rest is just fucking history. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's find out what it means to open your back door to boys in open relationships. now listening to My Gay Expose podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that we'll only get into a relationship with you as long as it can play outside of the bedroom. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we discuss the entire notion of what it means to be in an open relationship. And all of those blurred fine lines in between of open, polyamorous, and really just any of those undefinable relationships that we are seeing more and more of in today's gay society. 
we'll talk about how gay hookup culture has really just bled in to the word that once was monogamy and what all of that means for us moving forward. And we'll talk about millennials and Gen Zers and how they have single-handedly like just shifted the entire dynamic of any sort of a relationship, really, and how open relationships are just far more common than any of us are really willing to admit out loud. And I'll talk about my very own personal open relationship and what that was like for me. And, you know, like, kind of what I was, like, saying in the opening story, like, 12 years ago when I was, like, hooking up with Mr. Goodfuck and his boyfriend. And when I was thinking about all of those questions about, like, what's it like? Do you guys talk about it? Like, what are the rules? What all? Like, I will just give you what my ex and I did in our open relationship and how we were able to maneuver through that journey. And uh, spoiler alert, just as a side note, uh, we're no longer together. So there's that. (laughs) And this week on the Your Gay Expose segment, I reached out to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and asked you, what are your thoughts on open relationships and could you ever be in one? And why? Or could you not? And why? And we'll get some of those answers this week. But first, before we realize that our boyfriend just sent us a text telling us that they're not coming home for the next four hours because they're working some overtime. So now you can get on your grinder and find a quick fuck. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that maybe you didn't understand, or, you know, even maybe I didn't fully understand. You came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my fucking God. What the, I just, I, ugh. What a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. All right, you guys, so check it out. So at the time of this recording, it is officially April. And what that means is I just have a few short months before I go on my 2024 AIDS life cycle journey. And I need your help. I need to raise $3,500 for the most incredible organization that I am so proud to be a part of, AIDS life cycle. And I need you to click the link in this week's show notes. Click any of the links in any of my social media bios. Click the link in my website. Click the link anywhere that you see Ronnie Washburn. If you pretty much just Google the name Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. And you guys, listen, stay tuned for more new exciting updates on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And on the bossy power bottom wear line, I'm about to completely redo, renovate, update, whatever you want to call it. It's all going to be new and exciting shit that you can purchase on Bossy Power Bottom Wear. So once again, RonnieWashburn.com, that's R-A-O-N-I 
washburn.com. And you guys, listen, one last time, I just want to remind all of you out there that if you are somebody who is living with HIV, somebody who knows somebody in your life that is living with HIV, or, you know, you work in the medical field, or you consider yourself to be an HIV and AIDS advocate like myself, go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and download Positive Plus One. It's the newest social media format for people that involve themselves in some way in the HIV and AIDS world. You guys, I love it there. It's incredible. And there's supposedly some new features that are about to drop for the app itself. So check out positiveplus1.com or once again, just go to the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store and download Positive Plus One. Just search P plus sign one. Do it now. So before we get my gay expose that just so happens to have a, uh, you're polyamorous? What exactly does that mean? Because that could mean so many different things. Themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners. Could you be in an open relationship and if so, why? And if not, why? So let's get some of those responses now. Michael says, hell no. Fuck that shit. I have to be with one person and one person alone. Carlos said, no. Lori says, no. It's really just not me to do something like that. I think it's disrespectful to your partner, but to each their own. Matthew says, no. Too messy. Sergio says, possibly with the right man, of course. I know so many open relationships that are successful, but having the right partner is one of the tough parts to figure out. I have to say I totally 100% agree with this based on some of my past relationships and guys that I've just been seeing for periods of time. I can honestly say there are some guys that I'd be perfectly fine with having an open relationship with just because of the like dynamic between the two of us and then there's some that I would never have that open relationship with. And that's because that dynamic just didn't work out as well as some of the others. And we'll get into a little bit more about that a little bit later on in this week's expose. Hamish says, no, and just no. My straight brother Ryan says as follows, nope. No judgment to anyone that does so, but I know myself, and someone would get... Oh my god, I had to actually, like, bleep that shit out, because my brother is just as fucking inappropriate as I am. Listen, you guys, here's the thing. 
My brother and I might be very opposite in regards to the fact that he's very straight and I'm very gay, but we are both equally as inappropriate. (laughs) And the likelihood of either one of us getting canceled in our future is a very fucking real thing. So for that reason, I had to bleep out what he said, but allow me to finish. (laughs) Oh my God. I love this bitch. Allow me to finish what he said. I'm not built to share my phone, let alone my girl. (laughs) Such a fucking mess. York says, I don't have a clear answer for that. Sometimes I think I could, but then I change my mind. Michael number two says, no to open relationships. It's just a glorified reason to cheat on your partner. You can't always have your cake and eat it, too. Walter says, no, too much confusion. I don't trust anyone. Mark says, no, I'm too jealous. I mean, my boyfriend and I have been known to play with others together, but separately, I just don't think I can put my mind around that concept. Ben says, you know, there is a part of me that wishes that I could potentially do this with a partner. However, I'm far too jealous. And honestly, the type of guys that I attract... I would really be the one sitting at home waiting for my boyfriend to come home while he's probably out fucking around all the time. Abraham says, no, I'm too jealous. Lisa says, I'm a jealous bitch. No, thank you. I don't like triangles. Pedro says, I believe in open communication first and foremost, and then everything else that way will follow through just fine. It's a good point. I guess you don't really have to fucking label it. You just have to talk about it, I I think is what he's trying to say. I I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Is that something you can do? Just like, hey, babe, I'm going to go fuck someone. I'll be back in like 15 minutes. What are you making for dinner? (laughs) I can only... Imagine. Daniel says, yes, I would be. The most important factor in any relationship is trust, not necessarily sex. Oh my God, you guys, finally, we've got like a very confident, affirmative yes. You know, the ones that were actually like toying with the yes answer previously up to this moment We're just kind of like, yeah, maybe if I found the right person, like maybe I could be maybe potential. This is the first person who actually came through and said, yes. And honestly, probably why he and I are such good fucking friends. (laughs) Marvin says, in San Francisco, you are left with no choice. You want a monogamous husband? Then move to the sticks. (laughs) You know, it is very fucking true. You know, it's so crazy. San Francisco really is that city that is either you're single and fucking all the time or you're in a relationship. But if you're in that relationship, you're open. You're not monogamous. Monogamy doesn't really even fucking exist within the SF gay community. So this is very real. 
But what's crazy to me is, are you getting the pattern here? None of these answers, almost all of them are a fat fucking no. And most of these fucking individuals are San Francisco City residents. So I really just don't get it. (laughs) Where are all the guys that are in open relationships? San Diego Rob says, nope, too jealous. I'd rather cheat. (laughs) Kevin says, if you want to be in a relationship with me, you have to be open. Otherwise, I'm not interested because I don't want the same dick for the rest of my life. (laughs) Girl, I just have to say, you are doing just fine on not having that same dick because okay i'll just stop right now (laughs) patrick says i'd like to say yes but it really just depends on who the guy is i can't just have an open relationship with just anyone and i can't go into a new relationship expecting that of someone without getting to know them well enough to understand what the dynamic is between the two this is a really fucking good answer Because I kind of feel the same way. I don't think I could be open with anyone. And that's something I think a lot of people get mixed up in regards to what it means to be in an open relationship. They actually say to their partner before they get together, like, if you want to be with me, then you have to be open. Like Kevin. (laughs) Therein lies the problem because that doesn't always necessarily mean that the other person wants that too and maybe they're compromising because they really just like you and then don't really want to do it which will be covered a little bit later on in this week's expose kyle says for me if i want more than one dick then i'm just gonna be single and fuck around but if i'm with someone i'm with that someone o-n-e and nobody else Dorinda says, (laughs) oh my God, I fucking love this girl. (laughs) Oh, Dorinda says as follows. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Can't even get through with the straight face. Okay, let me try one more time. No comment. (laughs) You guys, there's so much I should say, but I can't. It's just, I'll just stop right now. <laughs> well, I would say, as usual, all of these answers are just one big, giant clusterfuck. I'm really just all over the place. But this week, you guys, surprisingly, they're not. They're like the majority of these answers all leaned in the direction of no. Like most of these individuals would not be in an open relationship. You guys, listen, here's the thing that I just, this fucking blows my mind. San Francisco as a gay community has a very high percentage of open relationships in gay couples. And I won't tell you the statistics right now because we're going to go into that a little bit later on in this week's expose, but it's way more than people who are monogamous. So why the fuck are most of these answers, which most of these people 
are San Francisco gays saying that they don't want to be and wouldn't be in an open relationship. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, am I the only one? Am I the only one in my circle of friends and a few people on Instagram <laughs> that that I... It really just confuses the fuck out of me, truth be told. I really did expect a lot more yes. But at any rate, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose, and you'll find out all the reasons why I open my back door to boys in open relationships. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. Disclaimer, the following set of stories took place during my gay walk of shame era. So I actually, in this time frame, was not engaged didn't have a relationship, and it is not present day 2024. So just for the record, as you listen along, please note that I I was single, I was a hoe, and I was not in a relationship. I repeat, not in a relationship. This was my past and not my present. relationships. You know, it's so crazy when I sit here and I think about where my mind was way back when, like I talked about in the opening story in 2010, like 12 years ago. And I was just so naive to the idea and the notion of what it meant to be in an open relationship. And all of the questions that I asked Mr. Goodfuck about him and his relationship with his boyfriend. And like, did they talk about it? Did they like sleep with the same guys? What were the rules? Like all of it, I just, it was so unusual for me to even understand or wrap my mind around back then. And now here I sit in this current moment, fresh off a breakup of a relationship that I was in for about two and a half years where my boyfriend and I were fully open and definitely taking every opportunity that we had to play outside of the bedroom. 
I mean, and as well as with one another. In fact, we we even had two or three specific moments where we both had to check in with each other about potential gonorrhea scares because he either got it from someone or I either got it from someone and then we had sex together. Eh, you know, it just all of that fun, fucked up bullshit that comes with being in an open relationship. But it's so crazy to see how far I've come in that 12 years. And really, I feel like that timeline in my life is what everybody else is sort of observing in regards to like open relationships and monogamy and and shit, even polyamorous relationships these days. Everybody is just opening their mind so much more to the idea and the notion of what it means to be in an open relationship. In fact, there were these statistics that I pulled of a study that was done for just simply San Francisco gay couples. And it was conducted in 2010. And a 47% uh, answered that they were in open relationships in this study out of all the couples that they asked in the survey. So they did a revisit on this survey in 2019 and it shot all the way up to 72%. So what that means is more and more people are opening up their relationships, opening up their minds, just getting to a place where we're all just kind of running away fully from monogamy. You know, it's interesting because I am Generation X. I was born in 1980, which was the very last year of my Generation X. And also the next year was the Millennials. So it's like, I feel like I'm kind of in this bipolar-esque state of this current moment where I do have a lot of the older school minded, traditionalistic, monogamous values in my mind because of how I was raised and how life was, even coming out as gay and all of it. And now I'm sort of not quite old enough to like not think in the mindset of what it means to be open. And, you know, they're saying that a lot of these millennials and even the Gen Zers are creating this evolution of relationships and, and just like creating moments where there are so many different facets of relationships these days that like some of them can't even fully be defined. Like open, polyamorous, like polyamory has so many different facets in itself. It's like you're either three of you are together together or you're with one guy and another guy, but those two aren't together. Like, there's just so many different definitions of relationship in today's society. Whereas before, way back when, the definition of a relationship was really just a monogamous one. And so, like, oh, how times have fucking changed. And honestly, that's really my personal evolution as well. I mean, in my past, I was a fucking serial relationship whore And, you know, once I came to San Francisco and made so many friends and realized that so many of these friends were in their very own open relationships, I began to see the normalcy of what this was and just learned that it was a little bit more common than I think I even realized, maybe even way back then. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Was it as common 12 years ago in a city like San Francisco or San Francisco, Sacramento to be in an open relationship? I don't know. Where where are my Sacramento people at? Call in the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401 and tell me what you think. 
But like from my own personal experience and perspective, I do feel that I'm sort of evolving along with those millennials and Gen Zers in that my mind is far, far, far different than what it was back then. And I'm really just more open to that being my future. But I'm also not completely throwing monogamy out the window either. In fact, I'm actually currently, we'll just call it getting to know a guy in this moment who has very clearly stated that if he and I were to date moving forward, that he wants to be strictly monogamous. And I'm not saying that I won't be that or can't be that, but for the last two and a half years of my past relationship, I have been in an open relationship. And so that's just sort of what I, I guess, the taste that's still left in my mouth, so to speak. And so, you know, I'm just kind of hanging out with this guy and seeing where things go, but I could potentially be monogamous if I really was into this guy. If I really got to know him well enough and really got to like him, I think I could do it for sure. Definitely hands down. Like I've evolved in my mind to a place where even though I have cheated on boyfriends from my past and, you know, been in open relationships, etc., I really still feel I can take a full handful of what it means to be monogamous. But that being said, my ex-boyfriend, Robert, was a a two-and-a-half-year-long relationship. And honestly, we didn't break up because of us being open. That's not why we ended things, for sure. What actually happened was really early on when I was, you know, he and I were just starting to kind of just talk at the beginning and we were, you know, having sex and shit, but we were just hanging out. We weren't really dating, but we were kind of segueing into that general vicinity. And I really liked him. I suddenly realized that he probably wasn't going to be monogamous and that if I wanted to be with him and pursue any sort of relationship with him, that I was definitely going to have to visit the idea of opening up our relationship if we were to get together. And you guys, up to this moment in my life, I had never been in an open relationship. So I didn't know if I was capable of that because I have been pretty jealous in some of the past relationships that I've been in. So I just didn't know if I was even capable of doing something like that. So I did think about it for a long period of time. One day I was showing my one of my coworkers at work something on my phone. And this is in the time frame where Robert and I were still talking and things were kind of going really well and maneuvering towards a potential relationship, but we still hadn't really brought it up just yet. And, you know, a text popped up on my phone and my friend accidentally hit the text and it just opened the window. And he was a straight guy and he was like, oh, shit, and dropped my phone suddenly. And I was like, what? Because like what I was trying to show him was definitely not anything that would merit any sort of a reaction that he gave just in that moment. And basically what happened was he accidentally opened the text that Robert had sent in that moment. And when he opened it, it basically was like Robert just confessing to me that he went to the gym. And when he went into the showers after the fact, he was jerking off with some guy in the shower. So he wanted to confess that and tell me that and see how I felt about that. And, you know, my straight friend didn't have any basis of understanding where we were in that current moment in our relationship at all whatsoever. So I think he was just thrown off by the entire text itself and all of it. And 
to be honest, that's the moment I realized, like, if I'm going to pursue anything else with this guy, it's definitely going to be nothing but open. And I kind of sort of felt like that was the only way that I was going to avoid getting hurt. But what I didn't know is when we finally did talk about being open with each other and kind of solidified that as what we were going to do, I quickly realized that there definitely needed to be some fucking established rules and some guidelines that we had to follow in order to make sure that this was a successful open relationship. So this is what we did in our very own open relationship. So Robert and I had five specific rules that we had to follow in our relationship. Otherwise, it was just going to end. And that was that. And this is what I really kind of established. And I felt that was the only way that I would be able to even do this in the first place. So basically, this is what I laid down as law in our little arrangement. So number one was we don't talk about it. So in other words, you're going to go fuck someone. I'm going to go fuck someone, but we're not going to come home and like recap all of the hottest sex moments, X, Y, Z, except like, no, that can't be a thing. Cause I just, I, for me, I just felt like I know you're doing it, but I just don't want to know when I don't want to know where, and I don't want to know who or why, or how, or any of it. I just, I really just don't want to know. So I very quickly established rule number one, we don't talk about it. Rule number two was whenever we had set aside time to hang out together, that we wouldn't blow each other off for a hookup. So in other words, if we had plans or, you know, because we regularly had like specific parts of our week that we were able to hang out with one another because of our work schedules and whatnot. And so we set it up as such that we just, we wouldn't blow each other off for hookups. Like that could not be a thing. Like us hanging out together had to be the number one priority over any other ass or dick, period. (laughs) Rule number three, and I think probably the one that I was the most adamant about was friends. We cannot sleep with each other's friends. That's just a big fat fucking no. And I'm going to be honest, there's some specific friends that would probably try to have sex with a guy just because I was dating him. And I don't really feel like I have to go into any specific sort of details, but that's just the gay fucking world that we live in. So for that reason, we just, any friend it's, it's hands off. Like your friends, I won't have sex with and my friends, you won't have sex with. And that's just what we sort of established as rule number three. And number four was catching feelings. No catching feelings. So in other words, you can't, like if you are revisiting the same hookup over and over and you guys start to get to know each other and it starts to get a little bit weird in regards to it segueing out of just a random hookup friendship. That 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 can't be a thing. That has to be either cut off, eliminated, or that it just that, that's a no-go. So no catching feelings. And the last and fifth rule that we had in our open agreement or arrangement or relationship, whatever, was you cannot revisit having sex with somebody that you once had feelings 
for. So in other words, even someone that you used to date and you maybe didn't like work out, but you like really liked that person, you can't like have sex with them and just write it off as just a random hookup because that's just segueing into the idea and the notion of catching feelings. So that's just a big fat no-no in itself. So that's really the rules that I personally wanted. You know what's really crazy is a lot of the times Robert wanted to know who I was sleeping with. And like sometimes if we had like a few drinks or whatever when we were hanging out, he would like start to ask me like, who was the last guy you had sex with? When was the last time you had sex with somebody else besides me? Like, I just got so uncomfortable with that entire dynamic. And I just really, I refused to tell him. I I don't know if he was like, that like turned him on for him to know that I was like having sex with other guys. And like, he wanted all the juicy details. Cause that like, I don't know. He wanted to think about it when he like jerked himself off or some shit. Like I, I don't know what it was to him, but for some reason, and it was almost always alcohol induced. He just always asked about like my sexual encounters with other guys. And I legitimately was like, no, I'm not going back on our rules. I don't want to know. You don't tell me and I'm not going to tell you. And that's it. And you guys, listen, here's the deal. If you're going to open up your relationship, you have to follow those rules because open relationships can go really fucking wrong and really fucking bad. And it just, you have to be in the right headspace in order for it to be a successful one. It's the only way that you're going to have any sort of success with the relationship And I will say this, Robert and I broke things off, not because we were open. It was a completely different set of reasons why. But would I do it again? Sure. But I I think it has to be with the right person. If I were to sit here right now and think back through the list of all of my past six boyfriends, there's some that I could see myself being open with. And there's some that I just absolutely fucking could not be open with. And I feel like that's just the dynamic of the vibe that the two of you are feeling off one another. So you really just have to like, just evaluate it for yourself and see if it's right for your relationship, right for you and right for your partner and just figure it out. But on that note, it's so fucking ironic that here we are like almost fucking 12 years later from those first moments that I ever came upon. Mr. Goodfuck and his boyfriend and how coincidentally I just so happened to hook up with both of them unbeknownst to me having no fucking clue that they were together at all because I used to hook up with Mr. Goodfuck at my house all the time and then I would hook up with his boyfriend at his house and I realized that they were the couple that I didn't even realize was together but it's just that's the kind of shit that, by the way, happens to me in my life on a regular basis, just period in general. But ironically, you know, fucking 12 years later, after I break up with Robert and I'm just doing my new single thing again, I found a really good fuck that I just was so into, mostly because he was so fucking good in bed and like just blew my mind every fucking single time that he came over. And he worked at the Phil's coffee shop that's just literally down the street here in the Castro. And he was like the manager there or some shit like that. But he was in an open relationship, of course, because every fucking gay in San Francisco is in an open relationship. 
So basically he came over pretty regularly and we would fuck and fuck and fuck and fuck our brains out. It was just, it was so hot. And you know, after several different times, we began to kind of just chat after sex and you know, kind of got to know each other a little bit. And, you know, he started talking about his relationship and him being open. And he just, he was a really fucking chill guy. Turns out we had a lot of mutual friends, which neither one of us knew about until after we became Facebook friends. And so it just kind of all went downhill from there. But I'll never forget this moment as long as I fucking live. I was out with one of my friends at the bars, drunk as fuck, And as I stumbled home, wasted and just shy of blackout mode, I opened up my grinder to get a quick fuck before I headed home. And I just so happened to get this guy that was sort of lived close to the bar that I was at at the moment. And so I went over to his house to have sex. And you guys, I kid you not, he fucked me so good, blew my mind. And as I walked out of his house in my drunken stupor, I looked down and just like 12 years ago, it was the same fucking thing. There was a fucking photo of him and the guy that I was fucking from Phil's Coffee. We'll just call him Phil. (laughs) And they were together. It was the same. It's so like, this is how my fucking life works. I had no fucking clue that I was fucking Phil's boyfriend in that moment. And here I am fast, like flashback from my fucking 12 years ago like walking out of a hookup and it was my favorite hookups fucking boyfriend. So what are the fucking odds? But that is honestly what you can expect if you ever move to San Francisco because every single guy out here is either single and wants to fuck or in an open relationship and wants to fuck. And if you bring up monogamy, you better be prepared to defend all the reasons why you want to be monogamous in gay San Francisco. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, guys and straights, hot jock tops, embossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot this week. Okay, listen, at any rate, we just learned that open relationships are far more common than most of you out there might actually think, at least in the gay community of San Francisco specifically. Uh, Listen, if you plan on moving to San Francisco and you want to fuck around with some guys, just know that almost every single person you will encounter on any of the hookup apps almost guaranteed is in an open relationship. Think about that for a moment. And if you're planning on asking your partner to open up your relationship, just make sure that you guys communicate in the proper way. Make sure you're both on the same page because many of these open relationships just end the relationships because the communication isn't the, it's not happening. It it needs to be, you know, something like maybe what I did where I openly said that there are these guidelines that both of us must follow. Otherwise, it's not going to work for me. And if you're able 
to maneuver through an open relationship with your partner in that way. Well, good for you and give it a go. And I just want to hear from all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there. What the fuck do you think? What is your perspective on open relationships? Could you be in one? Or are you like me and actually, if you go through the Rolodex of boyfriends and husbands from your past, you realize that there are certain ones that you can and certain ones that you just absolutely could not. Is that how you feel as well? Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me all about it. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Positive Plus One all at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, mygayexposepodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know about the show, including the official show question for the Your Gay Expose segment each and every week. And don't forget to check out the official show merch line, Bossy Power Bottom Wear, at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com, and pick your next piece for your upcoming gay and or pride-related event or just shit that you want to rock at the gym to ensure that that hot jock top spots you and just knows because he sees what you're wearing on your shirt that he is absolutely going to nail you in the showers. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will open my back door to all boys in open relationships with all of you next time. This week's expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.